are back. We are back. Derek, this is like unprecedented. We've never recorded this many times in a row. I feel like we're a real podcast. I'm very excited about it. Four times in a row. That's that's a month. We, we, we have nailed a month of records. And I'll tell you what, the community loves it. We've had decent growth over this period. And uh, I'm excited. Welcome to Match Point number nine, a tennis bets podcast. I'm your host, David EJ Berger. You can find our show handle at MP9 Tennis. And if you are not part of that growth and this is your first time listening, chances are that's how you found us. Welcome. With me, as always, is my co host, Derek. Derek, hello. What's up, tennis nerds? This is uh, Derek Kunimura. Glad to be back for the fourth week in a row. And yeah, hopefully we can provide you with some good info and some good recaps for you. Yeah, absolutely, Derek. I I feel like uh, over the course of this last month, we have actually provided a lot of actionable information and um, just entertaining conversation about tennis and the ATP. Only the ATP. We we, we covered this at the, the start of this run. We, we're an ATP podcast. That's what we talk about, not the WTA. A lot, a lot of tennis likes to cover both. We focus on the ATP here. Do you feel like that's okay, Derek? Yeah, no, it's perfect with us. It's uh, just kind of concise for us, you know, and it's, hopefully it's concise for the listeners as well. Well, we're grinding the slates day in and day out. I wish this wasn't part of my daily routine <laughs> to check the, the daily odds for every tennis match, but we do. And that's kind of a good segue into life of a tennis fan, Derek. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. if you're a tennis fan, this isn't every tennis fan. This is how I interact with the sport. But uh, every week, this is our new um, top of show segment. It's called life of a tennis fan. And it basically, it just kind of, you know, recaps what it's like as a tennis fan in 2022 <laughs> in general, whatever you want to say, just we're on the West coast in the United States, Los Angeles. So it's, you know, it's a bit different than how other people are able to interact with it. And I'm starting to feel that. I mean, I'm working like a jerk right now, Derek. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm working all the time around the clock getting squeezed, getting squeezed big time when it comes to the test watching, you know, it's like when I had the privilege, and now I will say privilege, Derek, of having matches available to me when they were in my prime time, my time, or even like bleeding into my prime time, my time, West Coast, US, like 5 p.m. after Pacific time. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm missing my breakfast serves, you know? I was missing the breakfast serves. <laughs> now I'm like, ugh, I can't even watch this stuff half the time. <laughs> I don't know how you're feeling about the the time zone Madrid. I mean, well, well I have on the show sheet to talk about how the weather has impacted Madrid a bit coming up, but we're getting a little bit of, of uh, a bump because it's pretty much rained in Madrid all week. So we've had some delayed start times sitting here on the West Coast. Tough, tough to watch tennis. Yeah, with the... Uh... Your work just boggling you down. You probably wish you watched more of that ATP Houston, didn't you? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I needed to watch every second of ATP <laughs> Houston. <laughs> the only person in the entire world who regrets not watching more of the ATP Houston tournament. The sad part is, Derek, I did actually watch a lot of ATP Houston. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening, currently listening to the two primary viewers only primary viewers of ATP Houston. We're not fans of it, but we just watched it the most. 
Stupid. Um, yeah. but I've been trying to watch this. Yeah, I know it's rough trying to find any time to watch this. Um, obviously the weather has helped out with these delays. I've been catching some matches during lunch. Um, these things have been going pretty long. These three set matches can't watch the whole thing. So I've been poking my head in and out That's as much as I can do live. And then sometimes if I have time at night, I'll watch a little replay. I've mentioned on the, the pod before that uh, I'm dealing with some sleep training for the, the, the six month old, almost seven month old. That was actually kind of helping me catch some matches before because she was waking up, but she's sleeping through the night, essentially. So is that a win? <laughs> it's a it's a win for life, uh, a loss for tennis. And then I, I'm just working a lot. So it's like, you know, you know, we have the gift of the weather mm-hmm. you know, pushing everything back. I'm not able to really watch it even <laughs> at, at nice at nice times for us on the West Coast. So that that kind of sucks. Uh, I do like I'm sure my my family and my my wife who might be over my shoulder listening to me record this podcast <laughs> this moment appreciates the fact that i can't just like main vein tennis from <laughs> from about 5 p.m pacific coast time until 11 p.m pacific coast time and i was lamenting the breakfast you know i I, I I have to say I do like it like when i wake up there's tennis already gone it's it is actually legit the best like i that I don't, i'm not complaining about but when like the schedule gets deep <laughs> into my work day and I can't really like pull myself away because as much as I do love doing this podcast, uh, you know, it's a hobby at the moment. We're not professional tennis <laughs> talkers, so we have jobs. So, but it's tough out there. As two um, Angelinos who want to watch tennis right now, I'm really just dealing with the time zone issues. It is great the waking up and having tennis on. I mean, there's no other sport that's on from oh, it's the best waking hour until five o'clock, unless you like that baseball sport. Then that thing starts in the afternoon. Like even if you have like the like I I played the first quarter over under of the um, Heat Philly game fifty three. Like if, if you have that locked in at like seven a.m., then you got to wait around like all day. For that. <laughs> yeah. You're just wondering what the heck's going to happen to your bet that's just been queued up for hours. Yeah. I just can't imagine being a gambler in 2022 and not betting on tennis. <laughs> it's the best. Are you serious? What are you even doing? I mean, there's snooker. That That's on all during the day. And you know what? Some of our tennis follows <laughs> did hype up some snooker. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I mean, you better get ready and learn up on about that because we got to start our snooker podcast in a couple the of The snooker months. podcast is on the yeah. way. Yeah. Dropping every Friday night. <laughs> Fridays for Saturday. That's the big, I, is that the big, big snooker day? Who knows? Anyway, Derek. Okay. Well, normally we pivot. That was kind of an evergreen segment ish but at the same time we like to talk at the top of the podcast about stuff that won't die immediately a little, little friendly to people catching up on the pod and normally we pivot to ever in the green but you know what i don't have ever in the green this week derek <laughs> <laughs> you've been working too much that's why i've been working too much so let's i i think we should just hop into what people probably really tune in for and that's a little talk about the atp what we like to do is we like to look back and then look forward so let's look back at and derek i'm gonna need you to say that's for real there you go and munich recaps okay derek and this is exciting actually because we have two young guys 
that we've talked about on the podcast before, you know, winning their first ATP titles, we have Holger Runa and podcast favorite on one side. I know last week you poo pooed him. That's okay, Derek. It's okay. I still might. One side of the podcast favorite, Sebastian Baez winning. Any buy in from you on either of these guys moving forward? I mean, honestly, though, I have to say, like, them getting their AT- their first ATP titles is a big deal. Okay. So Holger is up in my book. Uh, I will finally admit that. Um, I remember a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You mentioned that he said that he wanted to be the number one player in the world and that's his goal. And it seems highly unattainable to me. Um, does it seem highly unattainable to me now? Yeah, it does. Uh, but does that mean he's a crappy player by any means? No, not at all. Uh, he definitely showed what he's got last week. Not that that was the premier tournament, but he still just performed highly above the level that I thought he was. Well, he did get, get gifted the, the title a bit. I mean, like, yeah, Bodick, couldn't you know, breathe. Couldn't breathe, allegedly. Then he looked fine the next week. Yeah, he said he was fine 30 minutes later. It's like, yeah. I don't know, know what that was about. Me neither. And I don't think he does either. It feels like uh, he had like cramps like something. in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> and then as for Baez, yeah, I'm still not sold on that kid. Do you like him or what? I love him. He's a grind. I, I like him because he's a grinder. He doesn't give up. He is a grinder. But like Schwartzman's a grinder. I And he that's the comp that always gets placed upon him. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I, they are kind of a one comp because they're not very tall. Is like, you know, you look at football prospects, you know, it's not a one for one comp. We said the draft of the weekend, but goddamn, fucking Baez is a one for one comp. I mean, I hate to say he is a one for one comp for Schwartzman. Yeah. Um, but I would say that, I mean, Baez to me, you know, he, he has a lot to prove to even get down Schwartzman's status. So we'll see. Yeah, I, exactly. I have, I hold Schwartzman in a pretty high regard. Even though yeah. he just he had one of the worst performances of his life today, that, was that we're abysmal. recording this podcast, but um, I don't know. I, I'm a Schwartz fan. I I mean, Baez has a he's a young player. He's, his his career needs to get to a Schwartzman status, but yeah, they are I mean, very comparable. Yeah, Schwartzman's a legitimate top twenty player. Like Baez is a potential top twenty player tops i think like, yeah he's got a lot of i texted this to someone over the weekend uh when he was uh not gonna win the second set against ramos <laughs> and close out in two that i feel like oftentimes with Baez, we feel like he should be further along than he is and and, and we don't appreciate how far he's come because he's come pretty far i mean this guy was grinding challengers all year just what i mean now he's won his age for i mean it's may of his first year on the atp tour and he's yeah. won a title, like the main tour. Mm-hmm. He's won yeah. a title. He was Big in the final of another. He was in the final of another tour event on the Golden Swing that he lost to Pedro Martinez. But I mean, yeah, his arrows pointing up. Runa's arrows pointing up. Kind of got gifted it, but I think these are two players to definitely buy into. All right, Jarek. Well, a lot else happened up until the finals uh let's talk about like maybe the biggest headline from over the weekend mm-hmm. which was quarters melt versus tiafo and in the, the semis many evergreen moment here that i have labeled to hedge or not to hedge and i gotta say that was maybe the most quintessential hedge moment 
of the season <laughs> of the 2022 season when Corda got broke after serving for the match. I mean, we've seen this guy blow matches in Delray and Acapulco after this exact same thing. I Indian mean, Wells. Indian Wells. Yeah, I saw with my own eyes. It wasn't against Tiafo. It was against this guy that's a little better than him named Nadal. <laughs> a little uh, better. Yeah, served for the match twice in the third set. Yikes. Anyway, uh-huh. my dream scenario was that we were going to have an ever in the green talk about hedging for this podcast, but that'll be a future podcast. What I would say is that you know, when when you see players displaying traits that you know lead to disastrous situations, like I mean, hedge. When quarter got broke by Tiafo, we've seen this <laughs> like four times already on tour this season. Got a hedge, and what's crazy is like you could still get like Tiafo for like plus four hundred mm-hmm. after he had already leveled or something. It was like something like. <laughs> They still didn't believe this guy was going <laughs> to win the match. So you have plenty of opportunity to buy back in. I don't know. We'll save the hedge discussion for a later day. But my God, if you follow this and grind it every day like we do, I mean, my fingers instinctively went to <laughs> went to Bufada or went to my like sports book to hedge on my quarter bet. Because I, I mean, I liked quarter a lot. I will say, though, I did not bet quarter pre-serve. I got in on him after he was broke. Okay. So that was part of how I played that match. Okay, here's a hypothetical. So say uh, Tiafa was serving for that match. Would you have hedged? Well, it gotten broken, though? No, but like say he was serving for the match against Corda. Would you have taken Corda as a hedge? Probably not, but I'm saying hedge after he, after the break. That's what okay, I'm saying. got it. Huh. Not yeah, like I- serving. But yeah. you know what? I mean, this is why I want to pocket this conversation, you know, later on with other people who have some insight on this. Uh, Derek, let's talk about a guy we've kind of uh, killed after we praised him. And that's Bodek VDZ. Is this guy back? You know, he beat Kashmanovich in the semis here. But I have to say, I watched that live. Uh, first of all, Kashmanovich goes up 6-2, cruise to a win. Absolutely pathetic performance performance in the second and third set not sure he will have a better shot at a title all season i i mean this guy has he has to be bodic and then like he'll play uh runa i mean this was his title for this season he's not going to win a title (laughs) hands down no chance no chance this was kajmanovich title he blew it he Made zero adjustments. I mean, Bodek's passing shot was great. Killed him with the forehand. He put down some solid tape to kill the baseline haters. At the same time, like, Kashmanovich was right there. He should have won. I mean, my God. I tweeted out, bring this guy's backwards hat back. Give him a little bit of swag. <laughs> this guy was zero. He had zero investment in this match. I don't know what happened between the, the first set and the, the second and third sets. But, my God. What a what yeah. a piss poor performance. Not that Bodic didn't play well, because I don't want to take anything. I never want to take anything away from the guy that, that, that wins the match. But at the same time, like, uh, you know, wow. Yeah, that's got to be rough being on that Kekmanovich side, especially when he bet on him. I, I, mean, I actually did not really have a lot of action on him, Derek. It was just more of our, our prediction last week. We've been on a heater when it comes to predicting the, the matches. We've had at least uh, uh, one winner uh, per week. In terms of the overall winner for the tournament and uh, this was our best shot 
And this guy just like phoned it in, man. I mean, <laughs> the the uh, how many times does Bodic gonna hit his forehand and just roast you before you actually do something? About it? <laughs> he just loves hitting the ball back to you just to see what you do with it. And then sometimes you just make errors, and then sometimes you make even more errors. And that's basically how Bodic wins matches. It's uh, and same with Kegmonity. He's kind of a little backboard guy. He's got a sword though. At the same time, it's like I feel like anybody can be Bodic. I don't know. It's like the where where, where case was this dude. guy? Like we, where was this guy? Indian Wells. Yeah, uh, that was a real bummer. I'm never gonna forget that one. And <laughs> same matchup, Derek. You covered it. Uh, uh, I know it just ugh, that seemed like a an easy play. The Kaczmanovic Bodic match where you just take Bodic. And Bodic was had his stock rising at the time, and Kaczmanovic was well that middling player. What seemed like um, before, like his his runs over here in the United States. And it's just like, I'm still bitter about that, especially now that he just like beat him more how I expected him to do that months ago. I'm I'm realizing now that we moved into the Munich part of the recap, (laughs) which we should have uh, frontline, but that's okay. Yeah. So what do you think about uh, Casper rude? I didn't pick him last week because I just couldn't do it three times in a row and him to lose. I mean, this would have been the fourth time that I picked him, and he, and he loses. Um, another tournament he loses that he really shouldn't have. It was a 250 when no one's looking, and that's his bread and butter. I think he's lost three of four or something. Hold on. Yeah, he's lost three of four. I guess it's just weird that he lost that tournament last week. And we're about to pivot into the Madrid where he lost today as a minus 750 favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Five and a half games. By the way, I want to talk to somebody who laid down. It's just a straight bet on the minus seven fifty. <laughs> you want to know someone that did that? Like, oh, please, like, if you did that, let but us have just, a, you on the podcast one time. It's just kind of weird considering he had a breakthrough in Miami. You know, he silenced the hardcore haters, and now he made this transition back to clay season where that's like his thing, and he sucked hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I have no reasoning for that. Like, he should win. Was his dental surgery that detrimental? <laughs> I know it wasn't. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it had zero impact on him just being a terrible tennis player when it matters. Especially, at, I don't know. You think the 1,000 scares him? It's too big of a number. This kid's all over the place right now. He's a tough guy to play. Um, obviously, tough guy to play against. Because you know what he's capable of. I hadn't lost a set to Leovic until today. <laughs> Played him three times. Lost to him outright. Okay, I, I didn't even know that. That even further blows my mind. If my mind couldn't be blown anymore. This guy. Yeah, fuck this guy. This guy can suck it. <laughs> Dude, what was up with Casper Rude? We just were like loving you. You were the man. You I beat think- Zverev, who you've had all these like, you mm-hmm. know. He's yeah, he's got the accolades. He's, then you lose three or four. You lose to Leovich. You lose to Bodic. I mean, like you literally just played one of those tournaments. You just played. You should have won because you played two fifties when no one was looking. That's yeah, like you said, it's his bread and butter. Like he he should have won because no one was watching. Not even the so, ATP so, players. Something's going on there. I don't I, I don't know what's going on with the the rude man. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, he's in a phase, definitely. Yeah, let's see if he gets out of this funk. Uh, we'll have to wait another tournament to find that out. But yeah, be hesitant on betting that guy going forward. For Especially this. at 
literally the almost term. like ten dollars to get one dollar back. Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Bookies are loving this dude right now. All right, Derek. Well, we've pivoted kind of already to the into the Madrid draw review. The dogs were barking today, Derek. Yeah, the, the dog pound. Oh, roof, that thing! Big, big. I can't. We can't afford special effects on this or sound effects on the show. So <laughs> that require one of us to buy a dog. <laughs> now, dude, fucking Leo beats Rude at like plus a million whatever he was against. <laughs> Evans beats RBA as a four-game dog. Her cash uh, beats uh, Fokina at plus one twenty-five on the money line. Dimitrov beats Schwartzman. Schwartzman was minus one eighty-six as a favorite on the money line. Rossetti beats Corda. Chilich even took Zverev to three. Even Pui pushed as a five-game dog to Sitsipas. I mean, you know, it was a, not all dogs go to heaven because we had some some winners here. Nori wins as a short favorite versus Isner. A lot of people like Isner in that match. He's made the quarter final here a few times. Sinner mm-hmm. um, crushes ADM, maybe the easiest bet all season. FAA beats Green, another easy bet, I guess. But at the same time, it was a little bit muddy. I mean, these guys both stink. I don't know. I think I like FAA. I don't know. We've <laughs> talked him up before on this pod. Fuck. Um, but it does set up the first ever center FAA match. But yeah, it was a, a big day for the dogs. This this tournament, I don't feel like has been. What I will say about this tournament, it doesn't have a rhythm because the weather yeah, has impacted it. Putting it. Uh-huh. Impacted it immensely. It's a tournament that tends to favor big servers. That's why Isner's made the quarterfinal here a couple times. I mean, Maxime Cressy qualified. You know, <laughs> that was one that was okay. <laughs> Uh, but then, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we got to see some tennis later in the day here on the West Coast because weather impacting it. But now, Derek, the weather will be fine. So these are going to be pretty fast conditions moving forward. We do a free plays board sometimes. Not it, It's been pretty lacking lately as I've been working. But, uh, I, I, you know, I, I chased that big server narrative early on but until the rain like kind of just killed my plays so we'll see what happens here but i feel like a lot of the results early in the tournament were impacted by the weather and now that weather is about to flip on its head okay so good thing about some of these matches though i mean at least there's a lot of good talent left yeah there was a lot of freaking upsets today um i took corda lost on that i even took the over and Schwartzman Dimitrov thinking that was going to be a good battle. That wasn't even close. I don't know what the hell Schwartzman was doing. He's supposed to have a good return, which he does. But today, I don't know why he just kept returning in the middle of the court, like over 50% of the time. I mean, is Dimitrov good now? What the hell happened? What what is he? Did he get horny goat weed or something? Like, how uh, is he good now? (laughs) I mean, he's got that. He's kind of peaking. He is he is peaking. He's got that rude flu right now where it's just the polar opposite of it. But he has strides that he goes on. I mean, does he? He hasn't won. A, he's been a, a first round loser three years in a row in this tournament. At, yeah, that's what you did say. Um, I mean, he did well at Indian Wells last year. Um, did fairly well this year there. At, his nickname's Baby Fed. He can't suck all that bad. I mean, when he was coming out, he was 
pretty good. And then he just always had the big four always just ahead of him. And that's why he just never was able to kind of make that push to win a, a major. I mean, well, I explained this to me, Derek. Okay. He's won an ATP final. Uh, Dimitrov lost to Kozlov on one leg in Acapulco, and then since then has been awesome. So I don't really understand that equation. Kozlov like literally rode jet skis, got like a cr- <laughs> stranded at sea, and came back, was practicing with Rafa, found out he was a lucky loser, got to play. Then he literally cramped out in that match um, and somehow on one leg beat Dimitrov. I mean, he's notorious for stinking <laughs> Dimitrov. That's true. Yeah, and now he's like a world beater out there. I mean, he's just cashing as a favorite and a dog. I really have no uh, way to gauge this guy at the moment. Um, I, I don't want to put my money on him, and I certainly don't want to put my money against him. Well, he's playing Sitsipas next, so. Well, he's not going to crash. We're going to talk about that. We're okay. About that. But I'm just saying in general. I mean, move. Yeah, move, no, move. I, I'm hesitant to do both sides of that. Even though that's why I even went with the over today, thinking that he was going to put on a good match, and he did. But <laughs> the person on the other side of the court, freaking Schwartzman, decided to stay home. Yeah, his girlfriend must have had like museum tickets or something that he wanted to get back quick. I mean, he definitely doesn't want to lose that check. Yeah, I, I was wondering if he was still dating her. I was like, dude, what is wrong with this guy? Like, he had her. like a Zoom with Ben Stiller or something he had to get back for. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He had to go tell freaking probably get tips from like Baez or something. <laughs> he had to go like be um, the Senator Palpatine to, to young Baez. Yeah, that's a yeah. Star Wars reference. May the fourth be with you. Yeah, I disagree there. I, I didn't know what you were referencing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Derek. Well, let's let's look at this um, draw moving forward yeah this thing's interesting as all hell i mean are you being serious this is like the most interesting draw all season okay but let's start with the bottom half which isn't that interesting actually because personally i feel like it's a relatively easy road for Pass to make the final i mean he's gonna get rublev or evans next probably rublev mm-hmm. and i i'll tell you what we're gonna get a nice price there and it's he's like, also wh- beaten uh steph before yeah, it's the what have you done for me lately? And Rublev has been rocking. Yeah, so <laughs> this is kind of akin to Monte Carlo, where I, I feel like we're gonna get some decent prices on Steph for the next few matches, and and you can really ride him here. I mean, he's gonna beat Rublev, Rublev or Evans. I assume Rublev will beat Evans. He's gonna beat either of those guys. Um, he's gonna beat Sinner Zverev. He's gonna make the finals. Yeah, so he's three and zero against Zverev on clay. So there's no good reason for you to bet against that unless you just have a grudge against somebody that picks Sitsipas or you just hate Sitsipas. Zverev obviously going through something. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. No, just kidding. I, I feel like Zverev needs some positive variance here. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, I, I have all of the favorites basically winning going on to the quarters. Like, I, I don't feel like there's going to be the dog pound gate is going to be knocked down again. Yeah, like there's no way. Well, the, the a lot of the guys left are too good. The the end of the road is Sitsi Poss and yeah, and I think he's going to make the final pretty pretty handily or pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I haven't penciled in as uh, going to the final as well. All right, top half. This Derek. is tricky. 
this is where the mystery lies. This is like Loch Ness monster territory. I mean, this is where I actually might take a day off of work just so I can watch tennis. <laughs> we finally have like, okay, we've been waiting around for this for like, I mean, this is a massive weekend of tennis. <laughs> Unless complete surprises happen, because I mean, my God, we're I'm excited for this, like very excited for this. Yeah, I hope Leovich doesn't go on a heater. And just... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I hope David Gofan just doesn't freaking pull out some steroid <laughs> abuse or something like that and just stomp through all these guys. Because we're st- we're staring down an, an adult Alcaraz quarterfinal right uh-huh. match and then Djokovic is probably gonna play Hubie in the quarters so I mean Hubie could beat Djokovic don't get me wrong I'm not saying he can't on these courts especially that are like server I mean he's probably got a top four serve on tour so these are definitely Hubie friendly courts but I mean let's get real I mean it's gonna be <laughs> Djokovic <laughs> versus Alcaraz or Nadal this is what uh-huh. we want uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dream scenario is for me it is Novak losing all the time, but I'm hoping he beats her catch just so I can see <laughs> the Novak versus Rafa or Carlos. And before that, we get Rafa and Carlos. Okay. So who do you got there? I mean, I have Alcaraz winning this whole thing, Derek. I do. Let's- okay. I have Sitsi Boss winning the whole thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't, if, if it's Nadal in the final, he's not beating Nadal. Yeah, I think some things are going to go wrong. Um, I think that, it, but that's if Nadal makes the final. I mean, like he could. Part of the reason I have Alcaraz beating Nadal is not just because I think Alcaraz is that, you know, leveled up so much to beat him. I I just feel like as he plays here, I. I but I also like questioning Nadal's fitness has been like the number one question to get burned on all season, uh-huh. including the. Australian Open final, so uh, or against fucking Shapovalov or <laughs> Shapovalov, uh, two rounds before that. I mean, my God, yeah, so, I- terrible, terrible read. But he actually did get injured again, so I mean, we have to see it a little bit here. Trash of Volov, more like it. Yeah, screw that guy. But back to Carlos and Rafa. I'm taking Carlos just because I feel like yeah, Rafa's fitness is down, and goddamn, he's burned me on on that assumption too many times and but what this is like their fourth match now fifth fourth fifth and i feel like he, he's got one in the bag and i think this one's it it's just a gut feeling i don't have any statistical evidence to back that up um i don't have any cool jose morgado uh you're not tennis woj <laughs> yeah not tennis woj uh, i'm not doing that but I just feel like Carlos has got this one. And then I really want to see Carlos Novak just to see how that one plays out. Yeah. I think that if we just, I feel like part of our predictions are just willing that into the world. So we can see. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see it. What's funny is when he went down a break twice to uh, Bosch, he was still my over 200 to win this. (laughs) Both sets. Yeah, I had to lay down quite a lot of, just to win a little bit. <laughs> just for him to win that second set after he was down a break. And like He lost that first service game. I was like, hell yeah, I can get a good price. And then I texted you about it. You're like, yeah, good luck. 
It's like he was down a, a break in the first set and he was like minus whatever, 250 still to win the set. It's just ridiculous odds. But yeah, well, I would say, off. yeah, well, I would say moving forward, keep an eye out on Sitsi uh, Pass odds because quite frankly, he's going to have good ones all the way and we're, we're pretty much backing him the whole way. And uh, Alcaraz isn't going to have shit odds because he's the man and he's going to win this whole fucking thing. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Come a week from now, Nadal wins it and makes me look like an asshole. But I mean, it's it, the, the, the top half is tough. I mean, this is, to me, this is uh, three people can win this. I guess four. Leovich, Gofan, <laughs> Dimitrov, and Musetti, right? No, it's Alcaraz, oh, Evans. Djokovic, Nadal, <laughs> and Sitsipas. Those are the guys. See how they're playing. And you know what? This has been a great live tournament, except for today, which was all dogs. But this has been a great live tournament. Keep an eye out live, especially in these mystery matches. Take a long shot take a shot on the dogs with the long odds maybe you get lucky they win a first set mm-hmm. you can level out live and then you just lock in some profit somehow so it, it's gonna be a wild weekend here in madrid yeah i can see dan evans even kind of making a push here against rublev i mean rublev had a tough time against jack draper jack draper is really good at tennis Derek. Oh, really? Is he like that good to the point where you think that he should push Andre Rublev? I believe he took a set off Novak Djokovic. Like Rublev's beat Novak <laughs> the last time they played. So, well, I mean, it's as a measuring stick. Yeah. Dude, first of all, stick. Rublev drops sets all the time. The guy's like notorious. He does. He does. I, I give you that. <laughs> but we'll see. By the way, I'm getting it. Uh, we got a new troll, which is pretty good. I, oh, I, I like, what? I, yeah, I like this I love troll. Trolls. I didn't notice this before, but he was, you know, I I, I posted um, and I which last pod, um, I was very upset about fucking Ramos blowing my two o set prediction, mm-hmm. and then he pointed out that Quan had taken a set off of Alcaraz. <laughs> like I didn't know that. <laughs> i mean it was a lot of energy wasted on on stuff that like i i people should be allotted tweets like i hope that's what like <laughs> elon does with twitter it's like you get 10 tweets a week like you got to use those things sparingly and economically like, you, you can't just sit there and troll shit about albert ramos vignoles or something like that but i i would like to see that if you actually only had 10 tweets a week and somebody still wasted that on i mean i'd be all about it i don't mind i said hi to the troll i said hi i literally was like hi (laughs) i asked him who he liked the next day like uh, i don't i'm not first of all i feel like we don't act like we're like tennis gods like we're out here trying to figure out who wins just like everybody else so i mean i i don't know it's just funny to me it's, uh, yeah it's very guess funny. what they didn't they didn't reply to who they liked the next day oh what hard to believe yeah so does that mean you win the troll battle i don't know i don't, I, I, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know the rules of twitter trolls well i i tell you what a part of uh my grinding is i i've been lacking on the the, the free plays because i get in bed at night and then my head is spinning and i i'm like this is not a good environment for me to pick winners <laughs> yeah <laughs> doing it for the people i mean 
That's also, responsible. Like, if we're really going to be on the mics this much, I mean, let's drive them. I feel like we actually do a pretty good job breaking, breaking down what's going to happen. So last week we had like Tiafo beating Fokina. We had some good plays. So I'm sure we have some good plays this week, Derek. Yeah. And uh, let's round to the finish with that. So Madrid. I don't like these 1,000s in a week. Like they should. Me neither. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. But either way, Derek, uh, anything else you want to say? Um, I want to say keep the trolls alive. If they want to keep trolling, keep trolling. We're just trying to predict the future. As you know, that's not an easy feat to do. Um, I'm sorry if we're wrong on predicting the future. <laughs> I mean, there, there are millions of Twitter accounts out there that try to predict the future. They're usually not correct. Uh, sometimes they are. And sometimes we are too, and we're trying to be uh, more accurate on a day-to-day basis. Yes, sorry for giving you relatively educated free play guesses. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's but funny. yeah, uh, as for advice, um, I think the key thing is for the rest of this, like you said, is Sitsi. I'm just repeating it just so it sticks in your head. Uh, he's gonna have freaking pretty awesome odds, assuming Rublev makes it on. And uh, uh, yeah, I think that's the best advice I can give you. Yeah, and I would say look live all week moving forward because clearly after today where the dogs were barking, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an environment where the unpredictable is going to happen. So, all right, Derek. Well, until next time, see you in the court.